Bitcoin fixes the money, the Beef Initiative fixes the food and nutrition. Step into some new awareness that incorporates some much needed food intelligence into your life. This is Texas Slim with Texas Slim's vision. Hey guys, Texas Slim here. Um, I think it's the 12th or the 13th, I'm not for sure, of June. Uh, here we are, I'm in Tennessee, um, doing some recording tonight. Thought I'd give you guys a recap. I'm at a place called 10 Mile, Tennessee. It's uh, kind of up a, hugs a, hugs a part of the Tennessee River. There's a lake here, uh, Watts Bar, I believe it's called. <laughs> There's so many different names that I forget all of them. I've seen a lot of country uh, since I've been gone and on the road. And I'm kind of behind on a little delivery of content, but it's because we've been so busy. Uh, so much has been happening. I apologize. I will get more consistent moving forward. But whenever you're kind of building this fast is powerful, I think, that the Beef Initiative is getting because people are really starting to pay attention to kind of the message and the signal, which is phenomenal. Um, so I wanted to give you guys an update on the Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. I've been posting a little bit when I can. Um, giving a message out here and there but uh, from here on out each day I will without doubt give you a 30-minute update to what's going on uh, tonight might be longer than 30 minutes it might be an hour I don't know I'm gonna talk until I get tired I'm gonna kind of really just be myself as you as you do what I'm doing these days I never thought I would be doing this uh, as far as the Beef Initiative or podcasting or providing content to the general public. I'm not, uh, I'm not a professional. I'm making it up as I go. And I've had so much help. And throughout the podcast tonight, I'll kind of let you know the, the group of people, the, the network that we're creating in this space and what people have done and how they've helped. And there's a lot of thanks and a lot of gratitude and grace to be given because there's a lot of you out there that are basically taking action and you're helping spread the word. Yeah, you're talking to your families, you're talking to your friends, you're talking to your communities, and you're living a very um, based lifestyle right now or you're wanting to. You know, we're getting back to uh, first principles you know, and basically being pragmatic and intentional about our consumption models, you know, starting with, uh, of course, food, and then, but you can't check one consumption model and not check the other, right? When I say consumption model, that's your audio, your video, and your food that you are consuming. It's not that big of a deal. I've told a lot of you, I mean, I haven't watched TV in over two to three years. I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. It's probably about two and a half years I turned that damn thing off. And it's not because I'm old. It's not because I'm crotchety. It's because that shit is poison. And for anybody to still be thinking that what it is doing to our children and in doing it to our minds, I'll uh, tell you some stories of what I see on the road, both the good, the wonderful, the fantastic, and the alarming, and what I see in people's eyes at times. 
So, you know, look at your consumption models. You know, the beef initiative is a, like I say, it's like an international lifestyle that a lot of people just don't know about yet. It's a form of strength, honesty, and trust. And it's about community and being the best that you can be for your loved ones and being um, either a very based woman or a very based man. That's it. It's about the sovereign spirit, about the individual strength that we give to each other and how we actually live in a, a state of joy instead of fear. Because fear is a lie. And a lot of people have a hard time understanding what that means. People are walking around this country and they're afraid. And they're afraid because what they do is they allow certain mechanisms into their consumption models that affect their strength of mind, body, and spirit. I'm not a preacher. That's not what this is about, man. I'm just some dude that had a fascinating life up until now. And the reason I was able to do that is because I basically, I'm a pretty stern guy and I don't believe in bullshit. And what I see going on in this country is a lot of bullshit. And so, well, where I was taught and how I was taught is you put your damn foot down and you, you say no. And then you revisit what got you there. You look around, you navigate, and then you navigate the different direction. You accept if there was faults, except if you were hoodwinked or, or somebody kind of tricked you a bit. But what you do, acceptance is a key. All of us as a nation right now need to accept that what and how we got here had some deception in it. It's not a judgment on anybody. It's not pointing the fingers. It is what it is, and here we go. So wherever you are basically in your life, you know, I've been saying this from day one. You need to take a step back, look at yourself in the mirror, and ask yourself why you desire what you desire when it comes to your consumption model. It's not that hard to do. It's real easy to do if you're honest. If you're still living in some denial or some fear, it'll just show. <laughs> and you won't be able to hide it. And you, you'll start living in your own head rent free which is probably a good thing because that's how you get to accountability and that's how you get to be changed in which you want to be you become the change you become the movie i think it was old mcconaughey that said that and uh but you become the movie that you want to see you become the the person you want to be you become the change that you expect in the world nobody's going to do it for you Everybody sitting back thinking that somebody's going to save them these days. Those days are gone, my friends. This is about knowing how to stand on your own two feet, having some critical thinking skills, and letting go of some cognitive dissonance in your life. So saying that, here we go. I left Texas uh, two weeks ago. Um, it was beautiful. I stopped off in Weatherford, Oklahoma, and spent the night. And I was in small town, Oklahoma, and it rained. And uh, I left te West Texas. When I left West Texas, it looked like the Dust Bowl. We're in a drought. It's gonna, <clears throat> it's gonna be a long one. And it, <clears throat> it reminds me of, of the suffering that people have gone through to get us here <clears throat> excuse me 
And by saying that, what that means is our ancestors, um, they really stepped up to the plate. They kind of said bullshit to any type of fear. And they pioneered in a way that I think a lot of people in the United States of America does not remember or are aware of. And, you know, by saying that, how did that happen? Well, a lot of ways they took the communication out of the home. They took the communication structure and the, the, uh, the discipline and the fortitude that it took for a family to communicate. You want to look at the Dust Bowl. Those days were tough. My grandfather, of course, survived them when my grandparents did. And, you know, that was 1930s in the state of Texas in the Texas Panhandle. And, um, you know, that was that was a decade of suffering with no rain. A lot of people left uh, Oklahoma and Texas and flew out or fled or just relocated uh, out to California during those days. You can look at history and see how many people came to California during the late 1920s, 30s, all the way up to World War Two in the population that changed during those times. Those people that stayed in the Texas Panhandle, well, they got there pretty early. That was their home. <clears throat> I think a lot of people don't have home anymore. <clears throat> they don't have that state of mind that is required to basically uh, go through some hard times hard times that kind of teach you to have some character and to know what love is. Um, you see a country right now that's living in a lot of fear. So whenever you pioneer through a dust bowl in the state of Texas in the 1930s, you kind of had, had to have some grit to you and you kind of you knew how to communicate. You, uh, you, you had a decentralized form of communication that you relied on and you had to rely on because you had your, your buddy down the street or down the road, I'm sorry, down that dirt road to where you always checked on them. You know, you had a distance between those farms and those farms knew how to communicate. They used their light porches. They had different ways that they would let each other know that they were okay and they could tell when the weather was bad and couldn't see freaking 10 feet in front of you. You know, there were times that there was no communication and they wouldn't, they wouldn't communicate for sometimes, I don't know, a couple of days on end. My grandfather's farm was on a pretty buried deep road out in the country. And uh, I remember going out there as a child and it would rain. Well, if it rained on those dirt roads, you were stuck out on the farm for a week two weeks, 10 days, depending on much of the rain, but everybody else just kept on working. You were just trapped. We didn't have TV. There was no air conditioner. My grandfather hated air conditioner. He would not allow it in the house. <laughs> it was unacceptable. And to this day, I hate air conditioning. So right now I'm sitting in the back, on the back porch, looking out on this amazing horizon that's got freshly cut hay bales rolled up just yesterday as we were eating. Um, it's beautiful, there's no wind. It's probably about 80 degrees. It is completely still. The fireflies are starting to come out. 
the birds are kind of starting to nest down. There's not a lot of traffic. There is one road, it's called River Road. And uh, it's just complete peace. And you sit out here, you're able to reflect. There's no noise. And so without having that noise, you, you kind of start learning how to kind of take a step back and ha reflect on some memories. You know, you separate yourself from all that noise. By doing that, it's a form of focus that I think a lot of people are missing out on right now. So I just want to be here to tell you here when I get cracked up in my voice a little bit, well, it's because I'm feeling emotion and um, that's good. And so, but it, it comes from a, a deep, deep uh, depth of strength within me that was taught by my, grandpa my grandparents and my parents. That's gonna be needed going forward, folks. Uh, been in talks with a lot of ranchers and everything, but let's start off. I left from Oklahoma after I'd gone through the Dust Bowl of Texas. <laughs> Oklahoma rain, big storm, it was really windy, uh, some hell, not too bad, but then I made my way to Arkansas. I met up with Todd. He had come down to Kerrville, met up with him, uh, stayed uh, the night in Pigeon. I can't even remember. It's uh, Pigeon something, not Pigeon. See how many people, uh, places I've been through. I'll be able to write all these down and give you all a list. But out in Arkansas, stayed out uh, two days in Arkansas, saw Chris and saw Todd. I was just paying them respect because they drove all the way from Arkansas down to Kerrville and uh, I had to return the favor value for value. And then I went out to uh, Missouri and hung out with Ryan and they're getting started in St. Francis County and outside of Farmington, Missouri. Uh, Ryan was able to travel with me up to Tennessee, up to Nashville. And uh, he actually was on a podcast that I did with Matt O'Dell. But I spent about three days in, uh, in Farmington, outside of Farmington on a hay farm, horse farm, small cattle ranch and it was amazing as well i think you guys saw some of those pictures on my feed but what we were doing is we were networking i talked to a, a guy named darren johnson he's going to be opening up a processing center in in missouri uh, outside of there in st francis county uh he's it looks like sounds like a lot that what we're doing in texas and i'll tell you a little bit about what's going on in texas down there with uh cole bolton and cnc cattle but what we were doing all these days is we were networking. We were creating some relationships. We were kind of painting a roadmap forward with what we're doing and we're building community. Ryan and Jake down there in Missouri, I tell you what, those guys are doing something else. Look up uh, at Beef Missouri, at Beef Missouri. They just started that and then at SFC uh, Beef Initiative. And then Ryan is at Ryan Coop, C-O-O-P-E. Give him support. They got a milk run going. They're making connections with uh, decentralized food. They're doing a lot of things. So let's give them support and look at them. I left there and went straight to Nashville. And this is the big announcement. I, did, I didn't see it coming. I knew I was going to Tennessee for a reason, but I needed to go because these guys in Tennessee reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to be at this meetup? Matt O'Dell extended his hand after the first time I talked to him. Matt O'Dell and I 
have really never talked that much. We'd have a couple of temporary meetings, but we always gave each other respect because we wanted to make sure that we were earning the respect before we reached out to each other and had conversations. That's what I see um, whenever I come across somebody like that, I know that I need to basically uh, return the favor. So we had Matt O'Dell and then uh, Rod with uh, uh, Bitcoin Park, Mills, all three of them reached out. They all have, Rod has an Airbnb there in Nashville, close to Bitcoin Park, their new headquarters. They let me stay there a couple of nights. And what we did is we had a lot of meetings there and they had their grand opening of Bitcoin Park. You need to look it up. Go to nashbitcoiners.com, nashbitcoiners.com. The time I spent in Nashville, Tennessee was one of the best times that I've ever had in my life. And I can tell you that from the bottom of my heart. What they have done in Nashville is amazing. The energy, the spirit, the willingness to help each other, it, it goes on unspoken these days. I'm here to tell you what's going on in Nashville is just as good as anywhere else right now in the country, and they deserve all the respect that all of us can give to them. You don't have to be a Bitcoiner. This is so much more than Bitcoin. This is about community and uh, they know what they're doing there. They have a fascinating uh, headquarters. It's a wonderful building. Go take some looks at some pictures. There's some history there that you need to kind of, I'm not gonna go into it. I'll let those guys explain what it is, but you need to get there. You need to go check out what they're doing. Any of you guys that have a chance to get to Nashville and go to a meetup, they have it on Wednesdays, every, I think the 8th, let me think again. I apologize. It's the 8th of every month, and that's what it is. This one was June 8th. And so sign up, get your butt there. It's in a perfect location for many states. People can hit Nashville. Why would you not want to go to Nashville? It reminds me so much of Austin in so many ways. They're so the same, but they're so different. It's it's almost like a, it's like a riddle. I'll figure it out one of these days, but Nashville, thank you so much. We had a meet up there and I was able to be on a panel me and Matt Odell and Michael with Oshi, we got to sit up there and we got to talk about transacting in Bitcoin. We got to show the innovation that is actually happening right now, right in front of your, your eyes. We are transacting in Bitcoin and Oshi, Michael with Oshi is innovating hard and what he has is amazing. And we also did a podcast with Carillo of Ibex. You guys need to look up Ibex. Mm, there's an announcement coming very soon with the Beef Initiative and Ibex that I'll be able to let you know. There's a strong, strong partnership that I love to scream from the mountaintop with Oshi right now. You guys want to onboard people across this nation? You have the tools. It's happening. It's happening in Nashville. It's happening in Austin. So if you're out there and you've been waiting, you want to go hit the road, you want to create a whole new lifestyle for yourself, you want to go onboard people, the time is now. And I stand by that 100%. So pay attention, stay tuned, more, more information coming. Look up the OSHI app. If you're there in the past, it's an innovation. If it wasn't always complete, innovation is never a finished product. You guys have to remember that. It's iteration after iteration evolves over time. This is happening in the technology stack that they have, the technology
technology stack that IPAX has, it is for real. So open your eyes, open up your, uh, <laughs> open up your imagination, and let's get busy looking at those two great organizations that are forming. I'm proud to say that we're partners with IPEX and with OSHI. So here we go. And uh, we're going to have a, a lot of information coming your way. Going back to the meetup, we were on that panel and I was able to announce and Matt Odell and I basically had sat down and we had had some discussions. We talked about life. We talked about where we came from, where we're going. Uh, what we're accomplishing, what we're not accomplishing, how to stay humble, how to stack sats, how to innovate through a lot of this prohibition of freedom and personal space. It's one of the best meetings I've ever had. And uh, it's not taken away from all other meetings. It's just a lot of respect for Matt Odell. But that night we were able to announce that we do now have official, we have an official headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee. So I have a headquarters in Texas. I'll tell you where here pretty soon. And we have a we have a second headquarters in Nashville, Tennessee at Bitcoin Park. That is a proud moment for me being able to say that. I said it in a crowd of over 200 people that this is one of the best days I've had in a long time and I mean it. And so we were able to open the eyes to food intelligence to a few people. I had a lot of conversations after that panel. I did not want to leave Nashville because there's so much business to be done. But what I've done is I've traveled across the state of Tennessee. I've been through uh, Knoxville. I've been through Chattanooga. Both had meetups. Uh, the numbers are, of course, smaller than Nashville, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we have three people at a meetup. It doesn't matter if we have 20 at meetup. What matters at these meetups is that there's good, sound communications being exchanged, and there's education being given, and people are starting to understand, and they have focus in trying to innovate, just not have social hours. This is not about social hour anymore in our lives. This is about intentionality. It's about having a sense of agency and to innovate in one of the most fascinating times that I've ever had in my life. And that says a lot. The opportunity that is in front of every one of us as far as individuals is the most I've ever seen in the United States. I know it seems dark out there, but that's just the distraction. That's what people do not understand. Within any type of battle, any type of war, any type of transition of societies, what you see is things uncover themselves. They expose themselves. The United States, our economy, our food supplies, everything has exposed themselves for what they truly are. So whenever you see that, what do you do? You see the cracks, you see the tunnel, and you innovate and you punch through. That's what I see a lot of guys doing. This is a very, very powerful movement that is going on right now in the Bitcoin world and in the beef industry. So saying that, there's a lot to come from Tennessee. There's a lot to come from Nashville. I'm going to leave towards Charlotte on Wednesday. There's going to be a Bitcoin meetup in Charlotte. Uh, look it up. Uh, look at my Twitter. Uh, go to the uh, Charlotte 
uh, Bitcoin group. I'm not for sure what it is, which at it is, but you can find it on my channel at Modern T Man, of course. We'll be in Charlotte. Then I'm going to go and then I'll be in Greenville, South Carolina. And I'll be in Charleston, South Carolina. I'll get those dates to you here in a couple of days, and we'll get those that are sealed in and they're official. I'm going to go to Lexington, Lexington County, South Carolina. That's where my ancestral grandfather basically came from. His, uh, his last name was Jeffcoat, and he uh, established the first Wesleyan Methodist Church in the colonies of the United States in 1750s. We have receipts <laughs> and we have traced our gender. It's official and it's, it's gonna be pretty fascinating. I get to go and see their homestead. I think they still call it a plantation, whatever. But uh, I'll see the small little church that was, uh, our house that was a church. So I'm gonna spend a couple of days in South Carolina. I'm gonna meet some ranchers. I've had a couple of them contact me. We're gonna be in Charleston and I think it's gonna be pretty much a combination of a no agenda nation with Adam Curry's no agenda nation and then Bitcoiners. See, what we're doing is we're cross-pollinating. We're educating, just like what we're educating with the general public, Bitcoiners, now no agenda nation, into ranchers. We're orange-pilling ranchers and cow-pilling everybody else in this nation. It's time to understand what we're doing. It's time to pay attention because everybody that's following this path that the Beef Initiative is pioneering forward and all the other people that are in partnership and affiliation and network working with the Beef Initiative, people are starting to understand that, man, there's no other way to live right now. You, you, you become to uh, fascinate yourself. You start seeing that, yeah, we don't have to live in that fear. We don't have to pay attention to the poison they pump into everybody's brains every day. There is so much that is going on that I will not be able to catch up until the end of the year of everything that has happened in this last two years of my life. I've pretty much been on the road for two and a half years. I think I've traveled the country in my lifetime in a damn pickup truck, not, not a truck, not one of these modern day trucks. Right now I'm in that pickup truck that's probably 10 years old. So I don't travel in luxury. But anyways, in my lifetime, I was counting up today. I've driven across a lot of the United States, I think between seven and nine times. <laughs> you you kind of lose count. I mean, I've delivered horses across the West. I've worked up in resorts up in Maine. I've gone to Harvest all the way to Canada. You know, living in Texas, you leave Texas, you can go any direction. It's usually a pretty good drive. Um, so, you know, knowing that, this is the only way I can live right now, these two, two past two years. I have to meet people in person. I have to see the United States. I have to remind people that it's a beautiful country. People are missing out on what's going on in this world that hasn't changed. Look over your shoulder and realize that everything that you guys are yearning for is sitting right here where I'm sitting. It's sitting here right in a peace of mind that a different frame, a different form of living will give you. This is what our grandparents knew. They knew this peace of mind. Can you imagine how they felt when they were sitting on the back porch watching the fireflies, 
watching the deer. I've seen four deer tonight, just as I've been talking, looking at the, the bells of hay, looking at how everything is just pristine, no traffic, no noise. Do you understand the peace of mind that is, that is there for you? And it's not because you have to be exactly where I am. It's where you need to be in your own self. And to do that, we have to get back to where we came from. That's been my message from day one. There's a new international lifestyle and it's looking over our shoulder a little bit. Before we move forward, we first must take a step back. So, okay, not everybody's gonna be able to do that. Well, what you can do though, is you can focus on your consumption models and actually you can start paying attention to the market access that you do have right now and that you don't have. The Beef Initiative is creating a form, a new form of market access that basically this country needs right now. We're decentralizing a peer-to-peer -peer network food supply for everybody in Texas. We're gonna start shooting for Tennessee. We've always been pointing to Colorado because of our conference. But one thing you need to remember is that this is moving forward and we have proof of work. Everybody is always talking to me about talking about what's going on in the supermarkets. They're asking about food supply shortages. I don't even think about those anymore because I don't have to worry about them. I have to innovate through this. I was telling people, and this is said very humbly, I told people last October and November that there will be food supply shortages. They are going to happen. They're going to happen in different ways. Some people will understand uh, and prepare. Some people will hoard. Some people won't even notice. And some people will basically have to start living in a new lower class of poverty, of both monetary po poverty and nutritional poverty. Our nation is sick. I see it everywhere we go or that I go. And I gotta say, this is not a judgment on anybody, but this healthy, this nation is not healthy right now. I've got the doctors that we facilitate with. I've talked about them many times. This nation is sick, so are our kids. And um, it's, it's pretty sad. And what we have to do is we have to understand each of us as individuals are gonna take a step back and we're gonna understand and we're gonna take responsibility about how we source our food. It's going to be, uh, this is a 10-year plan right now. This stage is a 10-year plan, but the Beef Initiative is actually a 100-year plan. Don't ever, don't ever think that it is not. This is the reason I've established the Beef Initiative in the way that I have. I haven't used any corporate money. The only money I've used up to this point, in this point of the game, over two and a half years, has been my own dime. And I'm very proud about saying that because that's usually where you get success. You plow through, you do it, you find ways, you find the people that want to help you, you allow them to participate. The Beef Initiative is open sourced, it's crowdsourced, we're grass fed, we're grassroots. And I cannot say enough for the people that have been helping me out on the small teams and then collectively across the whole space i'll say about, I'll, I'll bring up some names later on but i don't want to get caught in doing that right now what we're going to be able to do 
is basically we will very soon be a very prominent part of the beef industry in the state of Texas. It's going to happen just because of the prohibition against war, the prohibition against meat, the war on meat on a corporate level is going to hit the farmer, rancher, and consumer very hard. Processing plants in this country are going through an industrial shift. And that's what people do not understand. You see things that are being destroyed, the fires of the processing centers, all that is a distraction. It's already been done. There's been hundreds of billions of dollars that have been spent. And this is, this is proven, proven, proven uh, factual information that hundreds of billions of dollars have been spent in the last decade to basically revamp the processing centers. And a percentage of those processing centers will not be processing any form of animal protein. So what you see is a beef industry in the United States that a lot of it, 85% of all of our animal protein get processed by four major processing companies in the United States. JBS, National, Cargill, and Tyson. Whenever those four companies, global corporations that are not headquartered in the United States, when those global corporations have spent hundreds of billions of dollars on innovating into a new food system and a new processing facility, what that means is that they're getting rid of a percentage of the animal protein that they will be touching. What does that mean for the animal protein that's out there that has been part of this system that has basically manipulated and stolen the identity and the store value for the American rancher? Well, those American ranchers go bye-bye. It's happened before and it happens gradually. We're gonna see what happens here moving forward. And even if everything that I say and everything that I kind of project a little bit, even if it doesn't come true, even if there's plenty of beef in those Walmart, Costco, Kroger, HEB lines, and they got some meat in those shelves, so what? The type of meat that is being sold to the American public is crap right now. And this is coming from the ranchers themselves. You've heard about me, the t cattle drive from Brazil to Mexico to Texas to where Texans get to eat a lot of that beef and a lot of the great beef in Texas gets sold overseas. Well, that's factual. Can't hide it, but there's a lot of people that don't want you to know that. So anyways, moving forward, no matter what happens with our, in our food supply, you'd be remiss, you'd be actually you be irresponsible for you not to basically start taking responsibility to have a new market access for your family and for yourself. So that's all I'm going to preach about that. In the state of Texas, what we're doing in the state of Texas is that Cole Bolton with KNC Cattle and the Beef Initiative are now official partners. And what Cole Bolton has been able to do in a short period of time is that he will be opening up a new processing facility in the state of Texas down in Luling, Texas. It's gonna be called Hometown Meats. 
And guess what? Me and Cole are now talking to five different producers that are making the switch into regenerative. And so therefore, from the soil, to the grass, to the cow, to the producer, to our processor, Cole Bolton's processor, all the way to being the supplier, creating a new market access for your beef. No questions asked. And I want to say it's clean. And I was talking to Adam Curry today. He goes, you need to tell everybody what clean means. And he's exactly right. Clean means from the soil all the way to your freaking plate, there's no chemicals. Bar none, none. The only things that happen to that cow are the, are the uh, any type of shots that need, they need as calves. Beyond that, there will never be any beef that is not clean coming through the beef initiative with this partnership with KNC Cattle. It's happening, everything's moving forward. We're gonna have a grand opening in August in the state of Texas. But before then, I'm gonna leave South Carolina and I'm gonna be pointing straight back to Nashville and then I'm gonna be straight pointing straight over to Colorado. What we're gonna do, Colorado is now, now, is the third headquarters of the beef initiative and I want you to go look at your map and look at Colorado Nashville and Luling Texas we can just say Austin Luling area because we got everybody those boys in Austin and they're part of everything that we're doing right now the reason that we're so um, you guys are a lot of you found us and so it's Austin Luling there's a little triangle there and I said going out on this uh, this Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour, well, it was for a reason. It was to build some nodes. Well, we've got the networks established. We'll be releasing you uh, information to you how we're going to basically build these nodes out. What all, what does that mean? Does that mean beef transport? Does that mean lightning network? Does that mean uh, a ring of fire of liquidity? There's a lot of things that are about to happen. I can tell you that much. I'm freaking excited. But let's look at Colorado. Jason Rick of Rick Ranches. You guys need to be in Colorado, July 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. That's a conference you do not want to miss. Start paying attention. We're going to have start releasing all of our speakers. We're going to start highlighting them so you can understand why we picked them. And um, it's going to be a fascinating three-day conference. You get fed. You have places to stay. You can camp or you can get a hotel or you can get a motel or you can get an Airbnb. There's plenty of places to stay in that valley. It's a destination spot. It is a vacation for you and your family, you yourself. It does not matter. It's going to be a family gathering. We're not going to be selling a whole bunch of tickets. It's not going to be one of these big conferences. It'll be a lot like Kerrville was, and that is exactly the way I want it. Because people that come to these conferences, they make friends, they make connections, they change their lives. That's what I've heard from everybody that was at the conference in Kerrville that I know of. I have received a lot of good feedback. We're very proud of what we did in Kerrville. A lot of people basically are still keeping in touch and they're engaged. You guys, get to beefinitiative.com, buy your tickets to Colorado, make it a summer vacation. 
be intentional about it. There's a call to action when we leave. There's going to be education that you can take away uh, from that conference and you can change your life. That is a guarantee. So get to Colorado because we need help. We need help for the American rancher. That's what these conferences are about. It's about education, education, education. And we have to remember, we do not receive unless we give. Let's give back to the American rancher in a way that they've never been given back to before. After Colorado, of course, we're gonna have another conference. I'm gonna say that for another time though, because right now we're all pointing at Colorado. Okay. Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. As I said before, I've been on the road for over two and a half years doing this on my own, my own dime. Wait, I gotta stop and tell you guys something. There's the, the base of the Smoky Mountains right here. I'm sitting on this porch, fireflies, the, the forest basically, all the timber right there, and right on the top of the timber is a freaking moon. And I can't see yet, but I think it's close to a full moon because it's bright as crap. I'd take a picture, but you know how these cameras are. It wouldn't do it justice, so I'm not gonna do that. But anyways, I had to stop and tell you that. Okay, I've been on the road everything. The Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour is basically, I've been working with Cole Bolton, Jason Rick and Justin Trammell. Justin Trammell's up in my area of the woods of West Texas up in the Panhandle. Cole Bolton's down South Central Texas. Jason Rick is in Colorado. We have worked together. We're going to create, well, we have created a scholarship endowment trust fund. What does that mean? Well, that means that anybody that comes through in the future, comes through the Beef Initiative, and they become part of the Beef Initiative, and they follow the protocol, they follow the basically the MO of the Beef Initiative, they're gonna be able to have a scholarship given in their name, and they get to pick the recipient of that scholarship. That scholarship will go work on their ranch, and if they want to, they'll go learn from another producer and another producer. They'll have three places that they can go work in a year. In those three months, each time, three months, three months, three months, in the last three months of that scholarship, they will learn business skills. They will learn how to innovate in these times. And after a year, we will be helping them get started with whatever they want to do but they'll have a business plan, they'll have a call to action, and after that year, they will have something that they can move forward with. We're gonna allow the rancher to be the educator that he is, that he's been shut down to be able to do. It's gonna be a new pillar of strength for the American regenerative farmer and rancher to be able to have a voice and we're gonna allow them to basically rebrand themselves in a way that they've never had access to before before with this scholarship fund i have a hard time asking anybody for anything i've never been able to do that it's not how i was raised but for ever since the, the beginning of the year i've been told you need to ask value for value are you basically providing value i think i am i'm trying my hardest to do that i really am like I say, this comes from my heart. This is about saving children's lives. So with that, I'm asking everybody to join in and help us fund this scholarship endowment trust fund. I, throughout the years, was able to put up 
and save up or acquire a full Bitcoin. Today, that doesn't mean shit because it's 23, but that's whatever, that, that'll pass. It cost me a lot more than 23,000, I guarantee it. I've bought under nine and I bought all the way at 58. So I've, I've rode the roller coaster up and down. I've earned my stripes. And so what I decided to do, because this is how much this matters to me, I put one Bitcoin up to be the base layer foundation and the trust of the scholarship fund that we're doing for the ranchers that come through the beef initiative and so this texas to tennessee barn raising tour is starting a scholarship trust fund for those young people that want to learn how to be a regenerative farmer and rancher it's real i have a legal team I have a law firm. This is not some LARPy bullshit that you see out there on social media. This is the real deal. We are a corporation. The Beef Initiative is a corporation. And this endowment trust fund is the real deal. You go look at the Harvard Trust Fund, and I'm going to merit exactly what those guys do. And what we're going to do is we're going to build some wealth into education for the American rancher. By doing this, as I said before, there's a pillar of strength. We're going to let the American rancher, let's say Jason Rick of Rick Ranches, technology stack of content, technology stack of e-commerce, technology stack of education. He'll be able to receive that within the Beef Initiative. That's what we'll be announcing in Colorado. Every rancher has a right to have a voice and this is what we are doing with the beef initiative we're giving the american rancher a voice so by bringing their brand into the digital space they get to be the authority they can't be shut down anymore and we're going to do it with sound money sound health sound communications for a sound future for the american rancher everything i do is about health of body spirit and mind the American rancher that comes through the beef initiative is going to be leading the great American health initiative. I guarantee you it's going to become the algorithm that people search for. This is what we're tapping into. We're tapping into the great American health initiative that's being led by the American rancher. How do we get there? Education, education, education. That's it. That's how you innovate. You educate first, then you innovate. Then you educate more, then you innovate. And if you try to stop me from that little mantra there, you better get out of my way because this is happening and I want everybody to please. I put it on my Substack. It's on the beefinitiative.com website. Beefinitiative.com forward slash tour, T-O-U-R. I had some great help putting this together. John with ZapRite, Nate with Voltage, Michael with Oshi, JP, my wonderful, fantastic, anonymous partner. There's so many people that are contributing to this. This is not anybody making money. This is establishing a new way to innovate into the Bitcoin space, into the new beef industry that the Beef Initiative is leading right now. I'm not a salesman, I'm not a cheerleader. What I am is a very driven man and somebody that's tired of the bullshit. 
and I hope that you're tired of the bullshit too and that you'll come along with me. Hey guys, guess what? It's a freaking full moon. I see it right now. It's beautiful. Fireflies, full moon, completely still, no traffic. This is amazing. So I'm gonna be doing this for either two weeks or two years. I need your help. Please help us on this one. If you donate Bitcoin, if you send us some sats, that Bitcoin's never gonna come out of that trust fund. It will forever be in that trust form to educate and to provide scholarships, to give the American rancher a name again, and to give young, young people a chance at maybe recreating some heritage, reestablishing some legacy, and moving forward with a tradition that's gonna last 100 years. Help us spread the word. I don't use any type of marketing or advertising. My Twitter space and my website is all that I have in my podcast, my voice. My voice always comes from my heart, as you can tell. I get choked up quite often. So I'm authentic. I lead with as much truth and honesty as I can. I love people. I love to love. I love to be strong. I love strength. I'm a very stern person, but that's how I was taught. And it's the only way I've survived up until now. Help me lead. Let's create some people that want to follow, that want to educate with us. Let's get open sourced. Let's do this together. Let's have some fun doing it. It doesn't matter who you are, man. This is not a political thing. This is about love, trust, and honesty and moving forward. Forget all the bullshit. Turn your TV off. Stop listening to the lies. Seriously, stop listening to the lies. I had a meeting with Adam Curry today. He goes, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What do you see? It was a very genuine and very well put question. And he said, tell me, what do you see? What I see that I've driven across these states, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, whatever it is, I see two things that are that are the flip side of the same coin. One thing I've met some fascinating, intelligent, wonderful, giving, heartfelt, solid people that I would never have met if I had ne- hadn't been in Bitcoin or if I hadn't been in beef and if I hadn't started Food Intelligence and if I hadn't basically created the beef initiative. I would have never have met these people. I have not had one bad day on the road and I've traveled thousands of miles, slept in I don't know many how many different beds. I have not had a bad day yet. And you wake up every day with energy, with focus and with clarity. There's so much to do. And I told Adam, I said, there's, there's a lot of strength out there. There's a lot of people listening and they wanna listen more. They want to be basically led in a way that they don't understand yet. So to all of those people out there that have helped me and that I've met, thank you and God bless you. One other thing, and I'm gonna be, be very transparent here about this. One thing that I see is very alarming is that there's a generation of people, a generation of men that I've seen that not just in person, just in general, there's a generation of men out there that, that, that are kind of, they're needing something. They're needing some direction. They're needing some guidance. 
they don't understand where food comes from. They don't, they wouldn't know where to source their food if it wasn't for the major apparatuses that control the food supply. A lot of people really don't know truly what nutrition is. A lot of people don't really truly understand what basically they should be or should not be consuming. Um, there's something that's a void there and it makes me kind of afraid if something really does go south here in the fall, which I think it will, I, I'm not for sure, man. I ask people all the time, be willing to engineer your own suffering right now before your suffering gets engineered upon you. And I don't know if some of the people that I've met would be able to, to be able to understand what that means or to facilitate their own suffering in a directional way that had some intent. So everybody out there, help each other, have conversations, communicate. This is not about popularity. This is not about trying to make a million dollars off of social media influence. This is about basically saving children's lives, making yourself empowered in a way that you've never been empowered before. This is about moving forward and innovating in a time of prohibition. So everybody out there, let's, let's join together. Come to the Beef Initiative. Come there, buy your beef. I'm telling you, buy your beef from there. Everybody's doing it. We're about to ramp up. Our, our volume's about to go tenfold. Coal with the processing plant, we're ready. Let's tell a nation. Let's tell a nation that we're gonna feed us. The Beef Initiative is gonna lead this. We're gonna have headquarters in key states. Other producers are coming into the Beef Initiative. If you know producers, get them into the Beef Initiative so that they can be found. It's time to give them a voice. Spend one day searching your area, finding somebody that wants to be in the Beef Initiative. Put their information in the producer section, beefinitiative.com forward slash producer. Let them have a voice. Let them sell their products. Let them educate. Let people ask them questions. This is a decentralized database. We scraped the internet three times and I said, hell no, I'm not using that database. We're gonna build it from the ground up. And you go look how much it's growing. Word of mouth from people that are participating. That means something. It means that we're not Amazon. It means we're not ButcherBox. It means we're not Omaha Stack. You know how many times I've had to answer that damn question about, hey, what do you think about Omaha Steaks? Well, everybody, Omaha Steaks is a piece of, piece of crap ways to get your beef, man. There's, there's very few really base ways to get your beef. The Beef Initiative, I guarantee, is the best beef you can source right now for the cost and what you get your life will change you will never eat anything else guaranteed i have no doubts and i guarantee it's actually starting to get less expensive than the supermarkets so that market access is about to eat itself isn't it just like everybody else that's not in bitcoin you're going to see this so as the food industry basically shuts down and goes through a food, a big industrial shift, what we do is we innovate and we bring in more producers. We actually start producing more cattle that are on a clean cattle. They don't have chemicals. We don't have the restrictions of Monsanto and Bayer and Cargill and JBS and Tyson and all of these other national 
JBS. Did I say that? Yeah, a lot. But anyways, we don't have limitations. We are clean. We are the vertical integration back into meat processing, vertical integration back into human health, vertical integration back into a market access that's going to actually make you a hell of a lot stronger than you are right now. And as everybody else suffers, we've already engineered our own suffering because we're here. We're moving forward and we're moving forward fast. So this is a long one tonight, almost an hour. Do you know how hard it is to talk for an hour by yourself? <laughs> I'm getting better at it, so I appreciate everybody. Really, I appreciate everybody listening. I'll get better. It's just, I, you know, I had 30 conversations today with different people. So I'm trying to be here present for you guys because I don't need to not let everybody know what I'm doing. But every day, moving forward, 30 minutes, you get me. Sometimes it'll be exciting. Sometimes it'll just be, I don't know. It's never not exciting around me, actually. But let's think about some people. And if I leave anybody out, I'll remember, so don't get butt hurt. But, um, of course, my family, my parents, my mom and my dad, of course, my son, um, all of my extended family, I thank you. Also, those guys down in Austin, man, the one that I just have to shine a light on right now is Marty Bent. Guess what? Marty Bent is a proud papa. Baby number two just arrived. I don't know when exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was late Saturday or Sunday. Marty Bent has had his, his him and his wife, his bride, they have their second child. So you, you guys reach out to Marty and tell him thank you. You can tell him congratulations and tell him thank you for hooking us up to all of you because he was one of the first. I want to thank old Princey of Once Bitten Podcast. He was the first guy that ever had me on a podcast. Thank you. Cedric, thank you. Uh, Car Thriller X. Car in Austin. Car, you're amazing. You're doing amazing things. Logan. Thank you. You're doing amazing things. You've done, you've been patient. You've been hanging in there. Parker, Parker Lewis, thank you for everything you've done. One of the biggest thank yous I have to say is, is to Cole Bolton of KNC Cattle. I've never met somebody that works as hard. Yeah, well, we're not going to go there. Cole Bolton works his ass off. I bet he sleeps four hours a night. He has four different he don't there's no defining all the careers he has professional team roper vp of a banker he's a cattle man he's a processor he's in genetics of cattle he raises cattle he stewards the land he regrows soil there's so many things that cole Bolton does that you would not be able to keep up with him for one day it's just impossible Cole Bolton, thank you. KNC Cattle, guess what, guys? We're going to do quarter cows. We're doing half cows. We're doing full cows. By the end of this week, look for them. They're coming. We're going to give the specials out. Um, buy them in Bitcoin. Buy them in Fiat. It's your choice. We just put up, I think, three new boxes on the Beef Initiative today. We've got briskets. We've got a Father's Day box. It's got a ton of ribeyes in it. We've got burger. Burger is cheap. Our burger is now cheaper than the supermarket. 
Can you believe that crap? And you guys are, people out there are complaining when it's right in front of them. They could have the best hamburger in the nation and they're eating that stuff at HEB and Kroger and all that stuff. I'm not really talking bad about those guys. I'm just saying how good Cole does with his hamburger. Um, he deserves all the plugs he can get. Michael with Oshi, Erica with Oshi and the Beef Initiative. She's helped out so many people. So many people down in Austin, thank you. Everybody in Austin, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Everybody else in Tennessee, from Matt to Rod to Mills, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Ryan, Missouri, um, um, Jake, Missouri, everybody coming up, Liz in North Carolina. Uh, there's so many names. One person right now that um, I really want to bring a, a shine a light on is uh, Jason Rick of Rick Ranches. Jason's going to be the first person that actually gets to innovate, that gets to basically create some new revenue streams for his ranch and the way that he stewards. His family owns 400 acres in Colorado. He stewards 4,000 acres. Think about that. 4,000 acres he's in control of every day, 24-7. He's out there. Irrigation. He's old school. He doesn't do much. He really, really does it the Colorado way. So, you guys, let's make, uh, let's make, let's let's give Jason the opportunity to basically be one of the best educators in regenerative farming and ranching, along with Cole Bolton and Justin Trammell. Let's do that. Let's let's build a case study around Jason Rick of Rick Ranches. You know what happened to Jason? Sometime last year, his barn burnt down. Nobody came and built it back up for him. He saved his calf and his mama cow, barely. But the next day, they, they didn't have a barn. And guess what? It was winter. Well, Jason went out there and built a little lean-to barn. I've seen pictures of it. You don't want, I'm not taking anything away from you, Jason. But damn it, Jason Rick of Rick Ranches needs a new barn. Guess what? Jason Rick of Rick Ranches needs a couple tiny homes so he can do an Airbnb on his ranch. Jason Rick actually, he needs a technology stack so he can be a content producer so he can, he can give it and he can share it. He needs a sub stack. He needs to be able to provide his education to the American or to the world. There's so many things that he needs. He has one revenue stream to make a living and that's cattle. He needs four more. He needs to be able to basically leverage what he does for a living. He needs our help. This is a community effort. Let's do it. Let's show how we're going to do this, everybody. Beefinitiative.com forward slash tour. Texas to Tennessee barn raising tour. There's a lot that I need to close out with. The one person that I really, really have a lot of respect for, and that's Justin Trammell up there in the Texas Panhandle. Justin, I hope you're weathering the, the, the dust storms in the 110 degree heat the last couple of days. Got one, one good rain shower, but that probably dried up in less than 24 hours. But Justin, Justin owns his own processing facility now. He is a clean processing center as well. Guess what? He did it all on his own. Guess what? He needs some help. He needs another revenue stream. He's leading. 
We have two processing centers in the state of Texas that are processing hundreds of cattle moving forward. There's going to be more and there's going to start popping up. There's going to be more producers. There's going to be more market access. We're going to do it in Tennessee. We're going to do it in Colorado. We're going to we're doing it in Texas. Guess what? We want everybody across the United States. I want each state to have a beef initiative. We have the Missouri Beef Initiative. We have the Tennessee Beef Initiative. We have the Colorado Beef Initiative. Well, of course, we just have the Beef Initiative in the state of Texas. Everybody else, let's get busy. Start talking, start networking. Give me a call. Let me know what is going on. Let's do this. All of this is happening. All of these ranchers in the Beef Initiative are producing. They are getting new clients. They are growing. Every producer that I talk to are growing. They're not shrinking. They're not worried about what's going on in the food industry. This is not a judgment against other producers. If you're going the regenerative route and you're trying to get there, so be it. This is not a judgment. This is not a competition. Remember this, you ranchers don't be so damn hard-headed. This is about saving a tradition and a heritage. You ranchers can be hard-headed sometimes. Now's not the time. Now's time for collaboration, education, and moving forward. This is not a judgment. This is not a black and white issue. There's a gray issue here that we're going to work with and that we're going to mold and that we're going to make into a pillar of strength for everybody. So saying that, my voice is going. I've talked a lot. I'm tired. The moon is full. Just know that all of this comes from a deep, deep seed in me that I'm never going to let go. We're going to push through. We're going to punch through this crap. It's time to take our sovereignty back. It's time to establish a new beef industry in the United States of America, North America, if we have to. Guess what? This is a global thing. This is just not a Texas thing. This is not just a nation thing. This is just not a North America thing. This is not a South America thing. This is a global thing. The beef initiative is for everyone. So let's grow it steadily and with strength and with some sound money in mind, with some sound health, sound communications for a sound future. Beefinitiative.com, this is Texas Slim. I'll be back. You guys have a wonderful night. I love and respect all of you. Let's do this shit. Here at the Beef Initiative, we encourage all you ranchers out there to tell us who and where you are so we can let everybody know they're looking for you. This time I'm shouting out KNC Cattle out of Austin, Texas. KNCCattle.com. Cole, he's a fourth generational Texas rancher. He knows what he's doing.